Our text this morning is uh, from the epistle reading in 1 Thessalonians. I would like to bring you uh, that second paragraph. It's uh, 11, 12, 13. It says, Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, I was thinking about uh, team efforts when I looked at this. As you know how... That goes, you know, when you have a team together, well, it doesn't really matter what kind it is, whether it's sports or an assembly line or any kind of a project or research or you know, a million other different fields of endeavor that have teams. Uh, they don't do well if you have to sort of function with one star, somebody that's really, really awesome. Sometimes you, you end up taking over the team and... Uh, well, a lot of bad things happen when that happens because uh, people get jealous. Uh, uh, you're playing basketball like that, and they'll, they'll call you the ball hog, you know, and it's kind of true, and morale gets lousy, and everybody gets mad. And, and uh, aside from that, if you don't have all the team functioning well, then you don't have much effectiveness in general. Uh, things are all just better if everybody is functioning and everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. I think uh, you've all probably been through that problem before, so I'm not telling you anything you haven't heard before. But the reason I'm saying that is because Paul's having problems with that. Uh, he's writing to the Thessalonians, and he's doing it to pull the team together, sort of. Uh, they had been told by some false teachers that had come through that they'd already uh, missed Christ's coming, his advent, if you will, which is what we're dealing with here, his coming. He said they missed it. And all the people that had died already uh, weren't going to see him come. That was another story that some of them told because uh, they had missed it. Well, you know how upset people are going to be when you start talking like that, if they believe you at all. Uh, and they had been told and they had uh, believed it to some extent. And so they were afraid for themselves. And they were afraid for their loved ones. And, um, well, they needed Paul to set them straight. And these, these two letters to the Thessalonians were uh, uh, dealing with those false teachings that they were upset about. Uh, what, what they ended up doing, uh, it, it's kind of expected, is they went back uh, to keeping watch. But they were really only keeping watch for themselves, which is a little confusing. Uh, um, because, you know, now the team's not functioning. You're not looking out for each other in the, in the watch that you keep. You're only looking out for yourself to, to be ready when really Christ does come. Because, I mean, that's what they were worried about when they got scared. But, you know, what, what, about, uh, what about the rest of the team? Aren't you supposed to be worried about them too? You can see how the difficulty runs. Now it's true. You've been told often uh, that you're supposed to keep watch. 
That's the theme of this first week of Advent is to keep watch. Uh, You're supposed to be looking for Christ's arrival. Uh, We've been talking about this for some weeks now that you're supposed to be urgently paying attention for Christ to come. Uh, Being prepared for that is an urgent concern always for Christians supposed to be paying attention to that, which is why we remind you of it. Now, did you see what Paul wants, though? He wants you to be increased. This is what he says. He wants you to be increased and abounding in love for one another. He says that is how it works. Well, that's not what you think about when you talk about keeping watch. That, uh, that sounds like a thing that you do for yourself. Well, it isn't, apparently, if you listen to Paul. It's not a thing that you do for yourself. Uh, well, you can kind of uh, see why that wouldn't work very well. Readiness is, is urgent for you if you look for Christ and you want him to come soon. That's, that's a factor in the way you live your life. It should be. But it's not everything. There are other problems here. Paul thinks that uh, that your watchfulness uh, happens with love and concern for the watch on behalf of others. Because, you know, if you're uh, uh, keeping watch, you think about that at all, whatever you know about keeping watch, when, since when do you keep watch only for yourself? You understand what I mean. When you're keeping watch, you you guys that spent any time in the military, you know you're keeping watch for other people so, so that they'll be warned because you're the one that's watching. You're responsible for them, for their safety, for, for your concern for them is important. So it's not only your own watch that you're keeping, but also you're watching for others. They are desired by God also to come when you come. When Jesus comes for you, he wants to take other people too. It's not just you. So how's your urgency on that little detail? It's one that skips by a little bit in this time of year. Uh, that, that we're uh, watching for Christ's return, but not only for ourselves, but uh, for love that's being prepared for other people. That's what, that's what your watchfulness is. Now you've been warned that's obvious that to keep watch for Christ's return. We've talked about that even here today. Does a watchman watch for himself? No, of course not. Not only that, certainly for yourself, but not only for yourself. Uh, and the other question that comes to mind, are you your brother's keeper? Uh, you know, Cain would say, duh, no, I'm not supposed to do that. But you are, in fact, responsible for people other than yourself. You have loved ones that you do that easily for, but there are a lot of other people in this world with you. Paul goes far to pray for your preparations by God, and that has been accomplished. You can be confident that God does what you need to be doing uh, in you to make you ready. He He said he does that. You have all the necessary supply to sustain your body and life. It's part of our belief of God's presence and providence with us. You have Christ's redemption in his blood. This is not a thing to be missed. That is your preparation. That makes you ready. It is what uh, has saved your every need of forgiveness and mercy. It's already in place 
because of what Christ has done. His empty tomb has rescued you even from death itself. These things have been accomplished for you already. You are prepared for him to come. But look at how the Holy Spirit accomplishes a watchful soul according to your faith. I know even as, as you sit here, I know that you are concerned for other people. You are concerned for the people that you love, for your families, for your friends, for the people in your church, for, for the people that surround you in your life. I know you have concern for them. That doesn't happen by accident. That is the Holy Spirit working in your Christian soul. Your readiness is in place by God's own hand. This is done. That cannot be undone by anything. You're ready for him to come. So he then turns your thoughts to other things. Paul prays and he shows you the way. He doesn't pray for you to take care of yourself. God does that. <laughs> he prays for you to keep watch for others. To be abounding in love for one another. So that not only are your hearts uh, to be made blameless, but the heart of the whole world might be turned to God. That is what he wants. That's what God wants. He wants you, and in the same way he wants you, he wants everybody else that Christ died for with them. To keep watch for them is, is a part of your life. It's been worked out by the Holy Spirit in you to do what is loving and to speak your heart about what your Savior has done for you. And I know that that walks around in your life with you wherever you go. This is part of your preparation. And it's part of the watch that you keep, not only for yourself, but for everybody that Christ loves. This he has done in you. I, I uh, noticed in verse 9 also... Uh, let me just uh, review that with you. It says, what thanksgiving can we return to God for you? For all the joy that we feel for your sake before your God. Uh, he's concerned about you. You weren't even there yet. <laughs> and Paul was worried about you. He's worried about the Thessalonians. But uh, th this is not only for them. It's also for you. It's not only for Paul. It's not even for Christ uh, alone. It's for what Christ wants. To supply the lack, he says. He wants to come to them face to face to supply what is lacking in their faith. And this, of course, his letter helps with. And it's because he wants you to abound in love. He wants you to hold on to your preparation. He wants you to keep watch. These things God inspires in you because God wants them all. He wants everyone to come to the knowledge of the truth. He works in this world through you. His Holy Spirit lives in you for a purpose, and his purpose is to keep watch. To keep watch for you and for all that you love, even for your enemies, because he would bring them all. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.